This is the, the Tony Dill Podcast. My guest is renowned international broadcast consultant and talent coach, Valerie Geller. Geller, Geller, Geller. Now, when did you fall in love with radio? Tony, hi. It's great to talk to you. It's wonderful to have a chance to spend time with you. Um, First of all, to answer your question, I fell in love with radio when I was seven years old, listening to a little transistor radio in my bedroom at night. And I was listening to talkback shows. And what happened was I could hear people from all over talking about all kinds of things, people I would never meet or never know who were way outside my world, and it brought in other worlds to me, and it brought in the music, and it brought in conversation and ideas and news, and I was hooked. I actually called my first talkback show when I was seven. I was a little kid, and uh, one of the presenters, DJs on the air, talk show host, was complaining about how children should be seen and not heard, and that you should never take them out to a restaurant because they make too much noise. And I got really upset, and I I called and I said, when you're little, you know, everything is pretty much dictated to you in your life. The only thing we can do as little kids is make noise, so you should leave us alone and let us play and be happy and make noise. And he said, kid, you can call my show anytime. And I became a little kid caller on that show. And I understood the power and the magic of radio, the imagination medium. And podcasting is really just radio on demand. It's audio media. It's intimate. It ignites the imagination. It's a one-on-one form of communication, and it is the deepest, most magical way to connect with other people that I know, other than being in a room. How different is radio now from the time you got into radio? The main difference, I think, from then and now, Tony, uh, are the gatekeepers. It used to be really hard to get on the radio and get a job in radio. Unless you were working in community radio, um, it was very hard to, to get a gig, and you had to work for other people. Today, with podcasting, anybody, anyone, anywhere can have the equivalent of a radio show. So that's one of the main differences. Uh, That said, because everyone can talk, everyone thinks doing radio and doing podcasting is easy, and it is not. The curse of our business is that the great ones make it look so easy. You know, just like a great football player, a great dancer, you know, it's a lot of practice, a lot of skill, a lot of training, and also a lot of talent. But the great ones make it look effortless. So there's a lot of radio and communication and podcasting out there uh, that could be so much better, which is my life's mission to help every single person with a story to tell who would like to become a more powerful communicator. My job and my mission is to help each person with techniques and tools and methods they can try to become a better communicator. Have you been to the African continent on any of your consulting tours? 
Oh, Tony, I love Africa. Uh, the first time I went to Africa when I was first on the continent was uh, about, I would say, 15 years ago. I went to work with Nation Radio in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. And then I also did some work in Tanzania and Uganda with some radio stations there. Uh, and then I had opportunity to work with uh, the SABC in South Africa uh, way, way back uh, or in the early 90s. And then from then on, I've been periodically returning to South Africa to do some work with various companies, commercial radio and public radio there, and to do some workshops for conferences. Um, I have not necessarily spent time in um, in Nigeria. I would love to go someday. Uh, and I have been to Morocco, uh, but really not spent too much time other than that. I had an invitation to go to Ghana, but then COVID hit and everything stopped. So who knows where the future will lead me. But Africa is a beautiful, beautiful place. There was a poem, and one of the lines was, the sky is higher in Africa. And I think it's true. In an age where information is instant and new music just a click away, how does radio stay relevant? People still love, love curated music. You know, people love to discover new music and tell their friends, hey, I heard this great song, you got to listen to it. Or just when a piece of music is on and people go, what is that? People love discovery and they love curation. There's so much out there, it's really hard to pick from, you know, what looks like all the stars in the sky. How do you pick what you like? So I think curation for music, if disc jockeys can do that and radio stations can do that, there will be a place. But ultimately, Tony, what will save radio is if you get the unique journey in radio that you cannot get elsewhere. If you can get the music on Spotify and you can hear it all over the web and everywhere, um, then to hear it on the radio isn't that special. So part of what makes radio special is the personality of the presenter or the disc jockey who tells you about the music. And here's the secret of life. A powerful communicator can get you to become interested in something you weren't interested in one minute ago just based on storytelling. So if you have a story or you're passionate about a piece of music, you can get others to care. And that's one of the secrets of powerful communicators. There's no boring story, only boring storytellers. And as long as radio can offer us personalities, entertainment, information, connectedness, and humor, and fun, and telling us what we need to know when we need to know it, and use the visual of the imagination, as long as radio continues to do all that, but most importantly, if people feel alone and they hit the button, they don't feel alone anymore. That's the great gift radio can give. And if we can continue to do this in radio... Radio will live. Now, what's also true is I work a lot with radio presenters and broadcasters all over the world, but now I'm also working with podcasters and I'm training them. And I work with one podcast that got over a million listens to it, and that's more listens than we had at one of the radio stations I worked with the previous day. So I don't care if it's broadcasting, podcasting, or quite frankly, if it comes out of your teeth, I don't care. I just care that it's good, Tony. How do you spot a great on-air talent? This is a great question. Um, we always look for people who are smart, 
good listeners who are a little bit quirky or unique, unlike other people. We don't want people who are just like all the others because that's not so interesting. Um, we also look for people who have a sense of humor, who are um, have a very wide range of interests. Uh, they're not limited. They're curious people, interested people, uh, articulate. They, they use the language well. They express themselves well. All those things are part of it. But then there's another part, which is, are they likable? Because at some point, you know, if you wouldn't take a five-hour car journey with this person, why would you put him or her on the radio? Because that's what you're asking your listeners to do, which is get in the car with this person and take a journey. And so the bottom line is, if all things are equal, they sound good, they're smart, they're good listeners, they have a lot of original content, they do a great interview, you know, they're a good announcer, they're professional, all is good, then it becomes, is this human being someone you want to hang around with? And that is the X factor. That's the secret sauce. What makes a great podcast? What makes a great podcast is the exact same thing that makes a great broadcast. There's a difference, though. Broadcasting is broad. You want to reach as many people as possible across many different areas of interest because you're, the airwaves are public and it goes out to everybody. A podcast is when you can work with a niche, very, very selectively targeted audience. So, for example, if you own an overweight aging cat, uh, you can do a podcast about that and globally you'll find audiences for your old fat cat, you know? Um, the bottom line is what makes a great broadcast is the same thing that makes a great podcast and there's a lot more on this in Beyond Powerful Radio, the book. And there's also a website, creatingpowerfulpodcasts.com, where I talk a lot about this and Beyond Powerful Radio. Radio.com. Bottom line, is it boring? You know, tell the truth, make it matter, never be boring. Those are the three rules. How is it relevant? How does it matter to the audience? How do you care? How can you make a listener care? Is it interesting? Does it relate to people? Does it hold up a mirror and reflect truth and life? Uh, is it something that entertains? Does it inform? Does it inspire, persuade, connect? Does it have focus? What are the engage points? What's in it for the listener? Um, you know, are the stories powerful? Do we meet characters we care about? Can you take me on journeys I can't get to on my own? Are you fun to listen to? Um, do you forget you're listening to a podcast or the radio and just feel like you're in the room with the person? So again, these are some of the things that make for a very powerful podcast or a radio broadcast. And one of the secrets is if the time goes fast, you know, you sit down and you listen to it and you go, wow, you know, 40 minutes just went by or 10 minutes just went by and it felt so quick. When that happens, it's very, very good programming and that's a powerful communicator. Um, the powerful communicator principles are up on the site on Beyond uh, Powerful Radio if anybody's interested. And also the book Beyond Powerful Radio is available on audible.com by me, Valerie Geller. And if you um, join Audible, you can get 30 days free and you get a free book and then if you decide that you want to end your free trial and not sign up permanently for $14 a month for Audible, uh, then you can just uh, cancel your subscription and they let you keep the free book. So in effect, if you are an Audible member, you get a book every month and mine is one of the free books 
And if you're not on Audible, you can join it, get the free book, and then decide if you want to continue with audiobooks. So that's a way we can make the work very available. And there's 16 hours of all kinds of people talking about how to do a podcast and how to do it powerfully. Also, the book, which is available in Kindle and ebook as well as paperback, uh, it's published by uh, Rutledge and it's available globally uh, beyond Powerful Radio. And if you're interested, uh, I'm also on Twitter. And if anyone has questions, if you're listening now and you have a question, uh, text me on Twitter. It's at V like Victor Geller, G-E-L-L-E-R. And I'm happy to answer. And I really would love to help. Okay, Valerie, uh, moving on. I have colleagues who have questions that they're hoping you can answer. This one's from Uzoma. He's had experience as a radio news editor. He's a radio broadcaster in the southeast of Nigeria. And he wants to know how to deal with mental health on the job and how to manage crazy but talented personalities. Uh, how do you deal with crazy? Uh, there's two kinds of crazy. One is if somebody is actually mentally ill, if they really have problems with anger, depression, uh, bipolar, if somebody is truly, truly having a mental illness, they need to get treatment, and that's important. And as a manager, we are not psychiatrists, we are not medical doctors, we don't know. But what we can do is recommend they go in for an evaluation before they continue working among people. The weirdness factor, if they're not clinically diagnosed as having a mental issue, um, and hopefully one that's fixable if they do, then the next part of it is everybody's a little weird. And when you have to work together, there are high egos. When you're working in a newsroom, the tensions run high. And a little kindness goes a long way. We'll put up with a lot of nonsense if somebody is really, really, really good and they really perform when they're called upon to do so and they do their job. But when it starts to become disruptive and when one person is a little king in the newsroom, that's no good. So my suggestion is you take it on a case-by-case basis. Uzo, I'm not working with your team. I don't know the players involved. I don't know this journalist, but I think first step is, is it a, is it a diagnostic situation clinically where it's a real, real problem? Or is it just somebody with a massive ego and a high temperament, uh, who has a tremendous amount of talent? That said, most talented people tend to be deeply sensitive. And what makes them really good at the work also sometimes makes them hard to live with. And I think that's just a fact of life when you're dealing with artists, writers, creative people, and yes, broadcasters. Debbie's a breakfast show host and wonders if there's still room for professional broadcasters in a world where social media influencers are being sought after in the creative industry. Okay, Debbie, to answer your question, yes, there's room for radio personalities because here's the advantage you have, live and local. When you're on the air, it's happening right now and the audience knows it. 
And that's one of the advantages you have. If something's going on right now, that's different. Uh, and that's one of the unique journeys that you can bring your listener. Your personality in the moment is what you bring the listener. But again, I go back to the basic tenets of Beyond Powerful Radio. And if you read the book, you will know that the telling the truth, making it matter, and never be boring, taking your listener on unique journeys that they can only get with you, and from your personality. These are the things that matter. And if you can inform, entertain, inspire, persuade, and connect with the sheer power of your personality, you already know they can get the music elsewhere. They have a lot of choice with what to do with what their time. But if you are serving your listener and you are so terrific that people want to be with you, you have a future as a star. Uh, broadcast or podcast audiences will find you. Lazim is a radio producer who says that radio stations here in Nigeria depend on foreign services for their imaging, which often clashes with the local sound of the station. He's also upset that the rising Afropop genre is not recognized in music radio formats yet. Any thoughts on these? Okay, well, first of all, Lazim, these are really good questions, so thank you. Um, I am not a music expert. My area of expertise is news, talk, information, personality. So I work with spoken word and pretty much everything that goes around the music. So I have to decline about why isn't Afropop more um, established as a format. I mean, I, I just don't know. That's not my area of expertise. What I know is that unique and good music that moves audiences always works and artists that play locally and develop a following often they you know there really is a place for those artists on the radio so again I think it's a, a song by song case by case basis rather than a format really really good music uh, but again it's hard to know sometimes you can be ahead of your time two years from now if Afropop becomes a very popular format, you're going to look back and go, yeah, it just wasn't time yet. So sometimes a format takes time to cook and develop. And then when you have a body of music that can support that format, it's just terrific and very exciting. Lazim had also asked about jingle or um, promo music, imaging music. Um, there are talented imaging uh, musicians who do this work in companies throughout the world. And I think you want to go for the best and you want to go for what's going to fit what you do. Um, you know, I have uh, people that I work with in Holland. I have people I work with in the UK. I have people that I've worked with in Japan. Uh, there's a South African company that does uh, jingle music. There's Megatracks in Los Angeles that's quite good all over the world because music is a universal language. But what it needs to do is hold up a mirror and reflect the heartbeat of what's going on where you are. And if it doesn't do that, then it's wrong. Lazim also notes that local radio PDs go for presenters with American or British accents. And he's really not comfortable with this. Any advice? Foreign accents? I don't know. I don't think it's the accent. It's what you have to say. You know, if somebody has something to say, I'll put up with a foreign accent, but I'd rather hear local people doing local radio. 
you know, presenters who have stories to tell and are interested and do good interviews and understand the music and know the people and can tell, you know, observe life, filter what they see through their own creative process and put it back out on the radio. Um, Africa is one of the places really all over Africa, although I've not been to Nigeria, but my experience in Africa is that it is a continent of 29 countries of people who are storytellers that it's in the, the the earth of the people that that is it's just about stories and it the more stories you tell the better it works so accents good voices bad voices i never care it's what do you have to say and does what you have to say have relevance does it matter do you care about it? Can you make audiences care about it? Does it have humor? Do you take your listeners on a journey they can't get to on their own? Are you introducing the audience to artists or characters they can care about in the community they might not know? And finally, is it fun? Is it a fun thing to listen to? It's not school. You know, this is entertainment. So are you fun? Are you a good guy to have in the car for a couple of hours or sit around and have in the headphones? Do you break through the loneliness and isolation that people feel in their lives? So I don't think the accent matters. I think it matters what you have to say. Melody is an afternoon show host and has a question about Mitch. She was told by an experienced broadcaster that one cannot set up same format stations in different locales if one is serious about making money. That instead, each new variant of the same station should reflect the location it's based in. What are your thoughts on this? Melody, I can only tell you what I know. What I know is if you tell the truth, you make it matter, and it's never boring, the radio station will work, it will find an audience, and it will make money. It is that simple. That said, telling the truth, making it matter, and never being boring are very easy to say, but they are very hard things to achieve minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. It takes people with skill and training and a lot of talent and doing it and practice, okay, and accepting not one boring minute. Always ask, is it relevant? How does this matter to people? What's in this for a listener? If you can do those things, it will work, you'll get ratings, and you'll make money. Tolu is an independent radio broadcaster who is worried about the state of local radio stations. She thinks there are too many and the standard's extremely low. How can this change? Tolu, thank you for the question. It's a good one. Um, Low standards, bad radio, boring radio, predictable radio, where you can't expect the unexpected, no surprises. Radio that doesn't sound like it's being done by professionals. When the radio is boring, the audience goes away. So always answer the question, why should I listen to this? Or here's why you need to listen to this. Think about it. Your listeners are giving you the most precious thing on God's green earth, which is their time. What are you doing to make their time worth it? How are you serving your listener? You know, go back to radio as public service. How are you serving How did you entertain? How did you inform? How did you inspire? How did you persuade? And finally, finally, how did you connect somebody who felt alone? How did you connect them to community and life? And so that person didn't feel alone.
And finally, here's one from my good friend Eli, who works on radio in the northern part of Nigeria. And uh, this this is quite interesting. I don't know if you heard about it, but um, we we have a Twitter ban in Nigeria here, and um, some of the broadcast, well, rather the broadcasting houses, uh, have been told to stop using Twitter as well. So, so um, it's 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 a hydra-headed question. Um, how do you stay together when you're being owed salaries? How do you keep doing the right thing when your government tries to um, stifle free speech. He also wants to know what the recipes are that go into creating and delivering great content on air. Tony, since Nigeria has a Twitter ban uh, currently in place, normally I would do this on Twitter, but I think if people are on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, send me an invitation. I will accept you and we can write to one another that way. And I will answer very brief questions with very brief answers if you have them. Uh, to be very honest with you, some of the questions um, that Eli has asked are very complex. And of course, they're all answered in Beyond Powerful Radio, the book, which is a, a free audio book on Audible if you're interested. Um, but basically, how do you create powerful radio? Tell the truth, make it matter, never be boring. Speak visually. Um, it, talk about things that matter. Storytell powerfully. Always show the listener what's in it for him or her. Always answer the question, why should I listen to this? Entertain informatively, inform entertainingly. How are you connecting with the audience? Did you make them laugh? So we have air check criteria, and that air check criteria is exactly what should go into every radio show that works. Does it have to do with health and safety? Does it have to do with money and power? Does it have to do with emotion or heart and touch the, the hearts of people? Does it have to do with any way your life could be better tomorrow than it is today? Did it make me laugh? Did you take me on a unique journey I couldn't get to any other way? Do I know you from hearing your program? All these things make for powerful, powerful radio. As far as government restrictions go, I have worked in China, I've worked in the Philippines, I have worked in Singapore, I have worked many, many places where there are government restrictions on what can be said. And if you're not allowed to talk about certain things, then whatever you are allowed to talk about, make it great. Make it great radio. And I'll give you an example which may or may not apply, but I worked with a guy who was at a radio station where they decided to take away all the freedom of the presenter disc jockeys and make it all about liners. So you just pretty much had to um, be like a parrot and repeat things that they wanted you to say. The only area of freedom that he had was to do the weather. So this particular very talented person learned about meteorology. He learned all about weather and weather patterns. He could speak knowledgeably about weather. And then he got creative. Every day, he would do the weather with some little way going into it that was so unusual. Aren't you glad you got a haircut? It's going to be another hot day today. You know, that kind of thing, where every day there was some little tiny thing about the weather that would draw you in, and he applied his creativity. You cannot hold creativity back. You know, creativity always finds a way. Um, when I worked in India and you couldn't really do news in India, uh, they did, they, all the news had to be approved that went on the air. 
and uh, they really don't let uh, music radio stations do the news. So it becomes do everything else and storytell powerfully. If they give you a smaller canvas and these paints to work with, make sure you're creating great art with that canvas and those paints. And what's also true is governments change, times change, people change. The one constant in this life, in this world is change. The way it is now does not mean it will always be this way. Um, okay. Anything else you want to add? Hi, Tony. One more idea, and that is, if someone is on Twitter, and they follow me on Twitter, at V Geller, V like Victor, G-E-L-L-E-R, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll follow you back, and then direct message me any specific questions you might have, and I'll do my best to answer the question very, very specifically on Twitter, if I can. Uh, and that's another way to do it. The other thing is a lot of the answers are in the book, beyondpowerfulradio.com. And if you, for any reason, would prefer to listen to the book, it's actually free on Audible. If you're a member of audible.com and you join, they have a 30-day free trial. And what you can do is join And then you get a free book. So you can take uh, Beyond Powerful Radio by me, Valerie Geller, and you can get that download of the audio book. And then at the end of the month, you can decide if you want to continue as a member or unsubscribe. And if you unsubscribe, it costs you nothing and you can keep your free book. So that's one way you may decide you love Audible and audiobooks. And if you do, then you can stick with it. But that's one way to get a hold of the audio version of Beyond Powerful Radio. And with that, thank you. Thank you for uh, reaching out, Tony. And I love your questions. I think they're fantastic. And my greeting to everybody is just always, always make it powerful. Thank you so much for your time, Valerie. Uh, Taking our time to talk to me, taking our time to take questions from my colleagues. I had so much fun doing this. But Tony, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed answering everybody's fantastic questions. They're really good. So again, if you have more questions, uh, direct tweet me and uh, in the message, and I'll be happy to answer them. And again, thank you so much for uh, giving me the honor of having the opportunity to talk to you. All right, take care, and remember, make it powerful. If you're wondering who came up with my podcast theme music, I'm pretty sure it's Techzilla. That's right. And you can find him on social media links in the show notes. Subscribe to the Tony Doe podcast wherever it is you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you like what you hear, do buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening.